Chapter 4, here we are and I'm so stoked to have GP2, Presto, Glenn Preston, he's got many names and uh, he was on our 3 and a bit series which launched last week, volume 1, go and check that one out if you haven't yet but uh, Glenn jumps in with us on a deep dive as we talk about his career in rugby, what it's like dealing with injury, he even went to a chi doctor, that's a bit of a buzzy combo and talking about travelling, the importance of family, honestly it's an awesome episode and uh, let's just get straight into it. Put your seatbelts on. We're on. We're on. <laughs> GPT. What's up, bro? bro? How's the knee, bro? Oh, the knee? Yeah. I went running with you and you you got some pace back. I'll be honest. It's not a hundy, but I still smoked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, the nah, it's getting there, bro. It takes a while, eh? Like, in lockdown, I, I like when we heard we were going into lockdown... I grabbed like two big 24 kg kettlebells and uh, so I've just been like working out with them at home and like building strength and stuff but bro it takes ages to like because what was that what was the injury again you got you had surgery on it but it was like keyhole surgery or something bro so last year I was like in the gym and I was prepping for a big season of rugby and I was on a wobble board you know where you like work on your balance and um, I'd had like a bit of a sore knee but you know I was trying to strengthen it on this wobble board and then clunk <laughs> like just honestly bro, like clunk. i was like oh bro um do you have to try hide it that like- does not feel okay bro the funniest thing is i literally finished the workout and i was like i'm not good like something's wrong with my knee and i walked past the north harbour rugby trainer and he's like presto how are you mate and i was like i can't i couldn't hide it on my face you know <laughs> but i was like good bro and so some context i've been training months for a big season you know yeah and this clunk has just happened to my knee i see the harbor rugby trainer and i'm like yeah everything's good bro yeah feeling really good <laughs> you <took it> to <laughs> smack, bro. bro anyway two days later diagnosed with like uh cartilage damage and uh the trainer says to me he's like bro I knew you weren't right, eh? You were. I knew you were lying to me, bro. You got a face. I, I, this is something I've noticed about you. You've got a face that I know when you're lying, bro. The eyes start to squint, <laughs> the cheeky giggle, bro. <laughs> I know, bro. I used to be really good at lying, but uh, like when you play mafia and stuff. Oh. I used to be really good, but now there's something in my old age, bro. I'm losing it. Yeah, you're losing it. You're definitely losing it because when we played mafia the other night over Zoo, great idea, by the way. I reckon we should do that again. Yeah. You, um, I, I was the doctor. I saved my mate Jerry, <laughs> and then he killed him off anyway. I know. Have you noticed? I'm always the narrator now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't lie. Honestly, but I've lost it, bro. But I think with mafia, just side note, when you get really good at it, though, it's kind of lame because people just vote you off. Bro, the funniest thing is like um, we played online poker during the lockdown right and it was to celebrate my birthday so i was like okay i'm turning 28 how do i celebrate with all my friends when we're all in lockdown we're all at home so got everyone on this video chat live poker thing right so you're like playing poker so much fun. like a game but you're you know you can video chat at the same time i was so excited bro like all day i'm thinking about it. it's my birthday can't wait to catch up with everyone bro there's like eight to twelve of us playing I was the second one out. <laughs> I lost all my money straight away, bro. Hey. I just bluffed early. And all my mates, like, they know me too well. And they're just like, oh, um, I know that face. He's bluffing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we even gave you charity donations. And you still got knocked <laughs> yeah, out. Bro. See, if it wasn't video chat, yeah. I think I would have won that night. But because you can see my face, bro, I can't hide it. No, I can testify to that. Because when mm. we played poker, it was me, you, a guy called Aaron Newson, who we all know. I think we were the last three left out of 10. Remember at the old flat we used to live in? Mm. And then what happens? It's three in the morning and it's me and you left and you, you smoked me. So And you took, what, 100 bucks? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. But that was like taking candy from a baby, mate. Oh. Was that your first time playing or what? <laughs> 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 first, wait, bro, it was actually my second time playing. I love, I <laughs> yeah, bro. Okay. The funniest thing, you were nervous, eh? I was nervous. Like, I really wanted night. to win. Yeah. You're one of those people that I hate losing to, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, I know because I hate losing to you. You're like this younger. Well, you're my mate, but it's like that younger brother feeling where it's like, I don't mind as long as I don't lose to Bradis. Yeah, I and it's like to win. you know, like when it's just like your younger brother. He he steps out from your shadow, and he just is so much better than you at everything he does. Um, it just must feel like that, you know. I, I can imagine, bro. A little bit, but then you look at him and you go, 
Thanks <laughs> 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 for radio. Wait. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, can I tell you the truth? We went on a run, me and you, and uh, for anyone that ever listens to this, I, one of the funniest moments is I was, we were running uh, in Glenfield, the big hilly run back oh, in the yeah, old yeah, flat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I remember boosting you down the hill. And, I, and this is what was going yeah, through my you head. you got to give some context to the run, bro. This was the flat Championship. Run. This was like, we used to live in this flat, me and Brad is, three other guys. We'd go for the same loop. It was about a 15-minute loop. Must be like three and a bit K, right? Yeah. But it finished on a massive hill. Like, that was the ending. The last 100, 150 metres was this massive hill. Anyway, you had to run it. You had to start and finish at the same spot. And you put your time up on the wall. So... Bro, the story goes, like, I put up the best time, and then it's like 13 minutes, 52 seconds or something. It's like a minute faster than anyone had done it before. Brad comes along. I just come home from work one day, and someone's written up, Brad, 13, 51 and a half. It's like, what? Bullshit, bro. It was true. It actually happened. I'm not lying. But um, I remember thinking as I was running down that hill, I'm beating a North Harbour rugby player. This is what I'm thinking. I'm beating a super rugby player. Yeah, I'm faster yeah. this. And then I'm running up this hill, the, the hill of death to finish it. And I'm like, all, like all of my own. This is when we ran it together, eh? When we ran together, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then all I hear, this is not, ugh, honestly, all I hear is, that's why they call me the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> I look to my left and running beside me with his phone out. It's you, you prick, if you're like recording. <laughs> so I'll be honest. So because of that scrutiny of the time, we ran it together. And then the funniest was from my point of view, bro. Like, you're wasting me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, bro. I was struggling to keep up the whole time, bro. The first 12 minutes, I was battling. Oh, it was faster than I was comfortable going. <laughs> we, get down, we go down the hill. I'm looking at you. And then we hit the uphill. And all of a sudden, bro, you just clunk it down from like fifth gear to like second. And I was like, this guy's little legs can't carry him up the hill. <laughs> That's why I was cracking up laughing, pulled up my Snapchat, and I had to record you losing, oh. just so all the flat boys could see it, because yeah. that was too funny. Yeah, yeah. let's just pivot back to the knee, because that's embarrassing. Mm. So, we're talking six months down the track? Are we talking six months down the track? Yeah, bro, it was a buzzy one. So, I know, like, where are we at now? So, my knee was like, <clears throat> when you do your cartilage in the knee, everyone does the meniscus, which is real simple. You, like, go in, clean it up, and then it's like six weeks, you're back to your best. And um, I did my articular cartilage, which is like cartilage if you like eat chicken and there's like the bones and then there's that like little silky white bit on the end of the drumstick. Mm. That's cartilage, right? So I did the cartilage in my bone on top of my tibia, I think. So it was like got a big groove, big chunk out of it, a big uh, pothole. And so that's way more serious. That's like, you know, um, a long-term recovery. Anyway... I had surgery. When I went for surgery, bro, it's a long story, yeah, because I had the worst physio in the world. Who, <laughs> <laughs> like, misdiagnosed it, like, six times. We won't go into it. No, so but super I've had it misdiagnosed before. It's the worst, man. Yeah. I had that knee problem as well. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so by the time I finally got to surgery, I was fed up, and I was honestly like, oh, I'm done with this knee. And I said to the surgeon, bro, go in there, have a look around, do whatever you think is best. He went in, and uh, when I woke up, obviously, best sleep in the world. Woke mm. up a couple hours later, he was like, bro, um, like, your knee, I can see why it was sore. <laughs> it was a massive pothole. Oh, man. And, uh, and he just did this procedure where they, like, drill into your bone, and then the bone bleeds, and the new blood heals and creates new, kind of, not exactly the same, but new cartilage. It's, so, it's buzzy, eh? Yeah. I want to I wanna pivot back for a second to that. Because I say this in the intro, what you do. So you're playing rugby, you've, you've played for Harbour, you've played for Blues. I've said all that, right? But the thing is, like, you hadn't had any injuries, really, eh? Other than you busted your ankle, but now you're playing in your mid-20s, later 20s, and all these injuries start popping up. That must uh, yeah, do your head in a little bit. It does, bro. I had a dream run, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I was in Italy playing. Mm. Uh, I went to Italy when I was 22, played professionally over there. Kind of like when I first arrived, bro, I wasn't that, I wasn't like that good at like first four or five games. It's like, here's the new star from New Zealand. And I was playing like trash. Bro. Glenn Preston, all the way from North Shore. Bro, I weighed about 100 kgs dripping wet, which by the way is really light for a loose forward. And, um, and yeah, I was playing my heart out, but I just wasn't that good, bro. And then 
something happened, eh? Like, just two years over there, two seasons of just focusing on footy, having all that time to train, all that time to play. I just got better and better. And then by the time I was 24, came back and still hadn't had any major injuries. Uh, I played 24, 25 <laughs> yet when I was 24, 25 years old here in New Zealand and just had like a dream run. So I like, made the North Harbour team, um, had a great club season. I won some award, best and fairest, was and then played Most North- improved. Hey, hey, bro. Most improved. Don't award. hit me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so long story short, 20, I must have been 26 years old. I was in the gym and I was doing some like crunches and then boom, I got hit with this pain in my groin. And then long story short, the next year I went groin, calf, knee. <laughs> And I'm now I'm 28. And I'm buggered, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was that run with me, I reckon. Mm. <laughs> I pushed you too hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's something weird, eh? Like injuries, I reckon. Like as soon as you get one, you know, f- when I had first had the groin, I was like, oh, yo, sweet. I'll just fix this and I'll be back in a couple of weeks, bro. I was I was not right for like a year. That messes with your head, you know. Yeah. Well, we were in, <clears throat> we were in the flat at that time, and. I mean, I've never met someone with the mindset <coughs> that you have. <laughs> like, you're this dude. Honestly, it actually drives my, does my head in. This Glenn Preston walks in the door three o'clock when we're all studying or whatever. All right, boys, let's go. Like, there's just this upbeat. Oh, boys, even if you lose a game of PlayStation, you're like, upbeat ass. But then, bro, the groin hits. The dream is like on rocky ground. What was it like then, bro? Was I like, was I not quite the same there? You weren't the same. Yeah. You, you still were upbeat, but it was like, mm. yeah, there's something going on. How did you? How did you? Do you think the like having us in the flat helped you through it a little bit, or what helped you through that? Because here oh, you, you've bounced back pretty well. It was an intense time. So, to tell the story really is like, we'll go back. So I was I was having a great run with footy. Well, can I just can I just add? Yeah. Be be honest, bro. You won the title. Oh yeah yeah yep. Come on, bro. That yeah, was the, yeah. That's the highlight. So, yeah. So, that was amazing. Were you saving that until last? <laughs> no, 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 not, at all. High. <laughs> not at all. Like, had, bro. So, had this, well, I had this season in Italy where, like, something clicked, bro. Like, all of a sudden, all the hard work, it was paying off. I was the top try scorer for my team, bro. I was this number six. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, seriously, bro. I Hang scored, like, 14 tries eh, in the season, which is quite a lot for a number six, anyway. And, um, and then I, I was, like, I was feeling so good. The Italians, they wanted me to stay, but uh, I was like, oh man, I'm playing so well. I reckon, I reckon I'd go right in New Zealand right now. And my dream growing up was to play rugby professionally in New Zealand. So the Italians, they had like good money, like good opportunity on the table, like to stay in Italy, to become a native Italian, to play for Italy one day, hundreds of thousands of Could you have done that? Potentially. Like if I played one more year, I'm not saying I would have been good enough, but I would have been good enough. But um, what but, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, I was one year away from being eligible. They call how, it. how does that work? Does that mean you can legit play for Italy? And so I think, the, I think the rules have recently changed. But they were at that time. If you So you register. So you register with New Zealand Rugby Union. Even if you're playing for the local club down the road. If you go over to Italy and you register and for the Italian Rugby Union. I think it's the Italian Federation. And you stay there and you don't register with anyone else for three years straight, then you're eligible to play for Italy, even if you're not a citizen yet. That's yeah, so crazy. that's the way it works. Well, that's the way it worked back then. But anyway, long story short, my dream was to play in New Zealand. So I came back, no contract, nothing. I just came back thinking, I'm in good shape, bro. I'm, I'm in good form. Look at me go. Well, I walked in. I, 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 I actually, I called the North Harbour coach at the time, Steve Jackson, my favorite coach of all time, by the way. Legend. Side note. And I uh, called him up, I was like, Jacko. And he's like, hey, man, who's this? And he's like, oh, it's Presto. And so I've disappeared off the scene like two years earlier. And he's like, Presto, g'day, mate. <laughs> I was like, bro, I just, um, I just want to let you know I'm in the country. Come watch me play. Legit, that's how confident I was at the time, bro. Anyway, made North Harbour. We won the championship. That was made awesome. North Harbour the next year. We, um, we, we lost in the semifinals to Canterbury, which still hurts. Yeah. And that's actually, at that time was when I was first battling with the groin injury. But even though I had the pain, I was able to play through now. Play through with a bunch of 
Painkillers. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. A couple of IBs, mate. <laughs> well, actually, I was on the heavy stuff. Codeine and there was some other one called like, oh, I can't even remember the name, bro. Morphine. No, bro. <laughs> they will put you to sleep before a game of footy. Oh, right. We don't yeah. want the, uh, yeah. the drug traces of New Zealand rugby to come and yeah, do yeah. you over after this. Yeah. What was the question, though? The, well, I was just talking about how you battle back from that. Because then, oh, yeah, bro, then yeah, yeah. you... I want to share this from my perspective and then I want to share it from your perspective because living in the flat with you was almost like we were on the journey with you, you know? Like me, Strauss, who was another mm. flatmate and Caleb, who was another flatmate. We were on the... And Hawaii. Oh, God, I can't forget old Hawaii. Um, another flatmate. <laughs> <laughs> we are... Like, especially me. Like, I'm a sport fan. Like, I love rugby. I love watching sport. I'm obviously not built for uh, a lot of sports, but... Um, we're on that journey with you, and then you get the call. Four. Even though you're battling, all you're yeah, battling, bro, yeah. you get the call. Tell me about the call, bro. It was, it's, it's funny, bro, I actually expected it. Like, I know that sounds cocky, but you don't just get a call one day. You know, you, you hear things, you, well, usually I, I suspect for most guys, you know you're playing well, all your teammates are talking about it, you hear things from different coaches, um, Glenn, the you know, this team's looking at you, this team's looking at you, we want you to work on this, that. So when I finally got the call, it was more like, oh, yo, I got the call, you know? And the call was like, yo, we've got a one-year opportunity. Because at the time, I'm 25. So that's old to make your Super Rugby debut. The way New Zealand rugby works, they're finding these guys at 18, you know, maybe even 16 at high school. And you're 25. I'm 25. I've come back from Italy, bit of an unknown. But I suppose I'd played well enough for them to go, you know what? We're going to throw this guy a bone. We're going to give him a one-year contract. And at the time, I'm battling the groin. But, bro, I've worked my ass off for this my whole life. I'll, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. I'll come for a year, and I'll give it everything I got. <coughs> don't care how many, like, ibuprofens I've got to take. <laughs> I don't do care this. how drugged up I am. And uh, in hindsight, that was... Do you think that's what did you over? Well, bro, in hindsight, this injury that I had for, like... People that don't, it's a weird injury. Osteitis pubis, is my right? Osteitis pubis, it's got an awful name as well. <laughs> so this injury, bro, let me tell you about this injury. What's bro. wrong with you? I've got osteitis pubis. What, what the hell? What a <laughs> fucked up injury. Even the name is just messed up. Yeah. But so to explain it, like, I honestly thought I was indestructible. Eh? Like I was the skinny white dude. I used to like, you know, be pretty good at tackling. Big, big people. And, uh, and I'd come out of a game feeling pretty okay. And I, I thought I was indestructible up until 25, bro. And then this thing. So there's a bone pretty much behind your diddle, bro. <laughs> I never knew about. <laughs> and it's called your pubic bone. So right. it's literally right in there, right? Right in the middle of your groin. Right mm. behind your nutsack. Mm. And this thing started to throb. Like, this thing started to hurt like crazy. This is the, this is the groin injury I had. And... Bro, it would not go away. And I'm thinking, oh, the first the first time I got it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I played that Saturday. I was like, I just got to grip my teeth through it. Just like every other little, little niggle, niggle you had. Yeah. And it came, it came back worse and worse. And bro, it turns out it's like not really an injury. It's a condition. And what it is is that you've been moving wrong for years. So I thought I was a great athlete. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> bro, you've been moving wrong for years. And then finally, your pubic bone has, so obviously it's been like friction or whatever. It's not kind of moving properly. Mm. Finally, it's gone. You know what? Fuck yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving up. And your pubic bone becomes inflamed and then it's over, bro. It doesn't it, go Does down. it like grind, it grinds down and then it's It's just... not like the bones ground down to like powder. No, no. Right, what, right. It's like inflamed. <laughs> Imagine that. And that particular, <laughs> this is probably not nice for men to hear, but that particular area of the body doesn't have a lot of blood flow apparently this is the things i've learned well you but yeah. here's the thing like i remember walking into the lounge and you're doing yoga with people from melbourne and wherever they were from and like you were trying everything to get this injury right bro because you get the call i went and saw a chi doctor bro <laughs> bro here's the story for <laughs> no, you bro. you didn't i went and saw a chi doctor bro. i don't think i told you <laughs> what, boys the eh? rocks and stuff yeah did i tell you about the rocks <laughs> nah bro i went and saw oh, a chi is... doctor bro this guy so i'm at the blues <laughs> and at the gold. blues um <laughs> By the way, they have their own kitchen and their own chef who cooks for them most days. And this chef, I was like, as soon as I walked in, bro, I'm 25, mate. I, you know, I'm a rookie here, but I've got a bit of life experience. I'm making friends with the chef, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so straight away, bro, I like, what's up, man? I'm Presto. Nice to meet you. Oh, God, bro, great feeds. Thanks, man. And anyway, make good friends with the chef. And I can't remember his name, eh? Lovely guy, Asian guy. He oh, goes, yeah. he heard about my injury. 
And he goes, I know a guy who can help you with your injury. Um, he's a chi doctor. I was like, I'll try anything. So he hooks me up. I go around to this guy's house in like Parnell, beautiful home. He's like, he's like, Glenn, amazing to meet you. And you know, even though I'm pretty much an unknown player, like no one really knows who I am. Now I play for the blues, you know, I've got that tag. So he's like, take a seat on the couch. I just want you to lie back and I'm just going to wave this crystal over your head. And he, he like waves this crystal over my body and it's got a little string attached to it. Do you know what I mean? And then as it like comes to my <laughs> groin, it like starts to spin harder. And what? I don't know if he's doing it with his hand. Like his hand's not moving, but it's spinning hard out That's around weird. my groin. Like, yeah. and, I'm, and he's like, oh, Look at the chi here, bro. <laughs> and like, he doesn't use those exact words. But bro, I went back to this guy like four times. Oh. He gave me this rock. And he was like, Glenn, I'm trusting you with this rock. It's like super valuable. Um, but you need to take it with you and have it in your pocket all the time. It brings healing. Bro, that's just one example, bro. I tried everything. Bro. I never saw the rock, bro, in question. How come I never saw the rock? I know, bro. Did you hide it from all the boys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, I actually, to be honest, bro, I think by the time he gave me the rock, I'd given up on the chi because it wasn't working. Right. And I left the rock in my car. Right. But yeah, chi is one example. I did like the whole, so that I did Pilates, but I spent hundreds of dollars on Pilates. That shit is bullshit. <laughs> bro, she had me doing all these like weird, she had me like chained up to like stuff. Like, I know it sounds bad, bro, but they have these machines, eh? Like, first of all, for anyone out there who does Pilates for like strengthening their core and stuff, yeah, good brilliant. On. I just was getting fed up because I was paying like a hundred bucks a week or something to go to these Pilates sessions and she was strapping me up to machines and like I was doing these exercises. I don't know what they're called, bro. It's like crabs or something where you just open up your hip and close your hip. Yeah. And bro, I'm doing like a hundred, it's like, right, 50 on that side, 50 on this side. Do you feel any better? No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was fed up, bro. Oh, and then I, I finally, it. yeah. It's a crazy story, but I finally found this guy online and I did um, rehab via Skype with him and he fixed me. That's awesome. That's and, a crazy story, yeah. And it's such a cool thing. Like you go from that to the calf to the knee, but in all of it, I even remember you You took, I don't know if I can say that, this, but you took Jerome Kaino's spot. Maybe there's more to the story than that. No, nah, no. Nah. You took as you 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 started as a six in the first game of the twenty, what season? Twenty. Oh, I don't even know, bro. Twenty seventeen must be back in the day. Twenty eighteen. But you so you but you played. First of all, I didn't take Jerome kind of spot. Let's not put that on the air, bro. I don't want to get a hiding. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, bro. First of all, bro, they call him Loms, bro. Best guy. Yeah. Actually, so many like characters at the Blues were so cool. Well, tell me about Sonny Bill, because right. you played with him. You played with Sonny Bill Williams, like the one of the greatest. Rugby league union, just Bro. sportsman. He's definitely well. I didn't get to know him as well as I wish I had because I wish I had. Sorry, because like the moment I arrived at the Blues, remember I had the groin, so I'm injured the whole time. But um, so when you're injured in a rugby team, just to for example, you're like the kid in the classroom. There's like thirty kids, and you're the kid off to the side, like in the naughty corner. That's what it feels like when you're injured in a rugby team. So that was me pretty much the whole time there. Long story short, though, Sonny Bill, bro, legend. He was, he was, I wish I got to know him better. He's into boxing. I used to box when I was younger, so we connected on that level. He's in the NBA, love the NBA. He made me like uh, a couple of shakes. Like, that sounds funny, eh? <laughs> Sonny Bill made me a shake. <laughs> Tell your grandkids that. Like, oh, hey, come around the fire, kids. If I told you about the story where Sonny Bill made me shakes. But yeah, I tell the story because, bro, he's like the nicest guy in the world. And uh, he's, he's actually quite meek, mild, quite. I'm quiet most of the time. Made me a couple of protein shakes. Honestly, the healthiest protein shakes I've ever tasted in my life. I don't think there was one ounce of sugar in those things. Um, Gluten-free, sugar-free, fat-free, dairy-free, everything. But yeah. Sponsored by uh, uh, he's a good guy. Sunny Bill Shakes. There's lots of good guys in the Blues, bro. Like Before I went there, and um, again, I was like kind of old, turning up as a rookie. But before I went there, a lot of people told me like, oh, yo, you know, it's kind of a weird thing over there. Oh, you can tell me what's wrong with the blues. Now that you're in there. <laughs> my old man, eh? My old man's a classic, eh? Like, called up my old man. I was like, Dad, guess what? Oh, right, I made the loot. And he's like, oh, great. You can tell me what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what the, what's wrong with that team? Well, can I, can I touch on that? Perception then is everything, right? Mm. Like Sunny Bill, for example. 
so many people say this and that. He j- jumps teams, this and that. But great dude. People say, oh, the Blues. What's wrong with the Blues? Da, 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 da. But you just tell me it's they're a great bunch of people. People might watch you have a bad game for North Harbour and go, oh, that Glenn Preston. Blah, blah, blah. But there's more to it than that. So especially as a professional rugby player, and I know we've talked about having, when you used to have meetings and it used to be like, okay, this is what you do with social media. This is what you do when you're out in mm, public. Mm. This is what, what's that pressure like of, you know, what's that pressure like of you've actually got a bit of a social responsibility now? Yeah, I suppose I only tasted it for a tiny little bit, you know. But mm. I suppose, yeah, if, if you just imagine that anyone's job, whatever you do, like if you're a teacher, if you're a plumber, if you're a painter, if you're a... Um, uh, I don't know, psychiatrist, but just imagine that like that job is scrutinized week to week. You know, your performance is scrutinized week to week. And some people live live this in, in, in different um, sectors, in different like careers. But that's what it's like for a rugby player. So you come under pressure week to week and it doesn't matter how good the group of guys are. If you're losing, bro, you know, it doesn't matter how cool like all the characters are and how well you guys get along. Like, that's going to put you under pressure. If you're losing all the time, it's only a matter of time, bro, before, like, the boys start to go, all right, who? <laughs> who's the who's, who's letting us down? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty cutthroat. And yeah. you're mates, but you're competing for a spot as well, right? Yeah, always, bro. But, like, it's kind of like, I don't know, it works in a weird way, like brothers growing up together and competing, you know, out in the backyard it's kind of like that you're mates but you know when you hit the turf we on but yeah it doesn't stop you from being mates you know mm. and um that's the things those are the things i loved about rugby you know is this camaraderie bro the boys in italy like bro can we touch on that because you moved to freaking italy yeah other side of the world what's that culture shock like bro away from family bro that was one of the best things. I like could. rugby aside, like rugby's awesome, yeah. but like what is yeah. that like? And you can speak a bit of Italian, eh? Yeah, bro. Give me a, give me a, oh, something. Cosa vuol dire? What? What do you want to say? <laughs> uh, give me a, I enjoyed my time living in Italy. Oh, allora, allora. Era molto divertente tempo in Italia? Don't know. I kind of said it. Yeah, you, like when you're learning another language, bro, you never actually say anything quite right. You just like work out the ways to like get there quickly. Yeah, like I literally just said, it was a really fun time for me in Italy. Yeah, that was alright, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I wouldn't know because I can't. Oh, you didn't? That. You didn't get that one? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, didn't do my research, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, bro, yeah. I'm learning today, though, bro. Yeah, but don't don't test me on that yet, bro. I'm trying. Kitpihakwe, kitpihakwe. Oh, kia ora. Um, e aha. Come on, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what are you doing? Oh, get the corner door. Eh, what? Yeah, 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 I suppose so, eh? Kate corridor maua. Maua. Yeah. Taua? Taua, yeah, taua. Yeah. Nice. That's what I find hard about language, actually, Māori, because I, to be honest, like me and you are both Pākehā, Pālangi. Oh, what? Well, maybe some, maybe you're a bit wider than me, but that's all right. Oh. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've got a good friend who's fluent in te reo, you know, Matua Ryan, mm. fluent in te reo Māori, but he's pālangi, Pākehā, and he's the Māori teacher back home. Mm. And that sparked in me, I want to learn Māori. So I've been getting there. But maybe the same with Italian, the little things like he, she, they, like the mm. pronouns and the... Mm. So, fa- so far, I've found Italian easier than te reo Māori. Easier. Less to learn. Like in... Italian, and maybe it's like this with lots of Latin languages. Once you learn the rule, like if I give you a verb, it's gonna. I'm not gonna try and teach people Italian right now. But if you learn a rule, there's a pattern to the language. Today, I'm still in the moment where I'm like, bro, how the fuck does this shit work, bro? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I did not get it, but it's it's still like real cool to learn, you know. And I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty keen to learn. Well, also because your partner's Maori as well, which mm. is cool, like. Um, so, bro, you get there. Italy, I'm talking. Oh, yeah. Not, not to, you're not getting there today or just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. will one day. Yeah, yeah. But you get there, you're learning the language, you're living with these this bunch of dudes. Cultural differences, bro. Talk mm. to me. Well, bro, like, uh, you always talk about those times, you talk about all the best bits, you know? But the first probably three, four months, bro, I didn't enjoy it, really. Like, uh, so, it was, bro, this is the best thing I've done in my life so far because this set up everything else. So, 
I'm like 22 um, and I'm like getting a bit stagnant here in New Zealand. I hadn't taken any risks, bro. And then I just like hopped off and left to Italy and I arrived there, bro. And yes, there's culture shock, bro. The first probably like three months, bro, I was fighting it. I wanted to go home. This is when like, you know, they say like homesickness, bro, that's a real thing, bro. Like when you're thinking about all your friends at home, what they're up to, when you're on Facebook. FOMO. Bro, FOMO, bro. Real thing. Bad FOMO. And, you know, I've just met all these Italian boys who are great guys, but I've just met them and, and you know, as much as they try, it's kind of like when we have someone foreign here in New Zealand and we took them all to a ca- we took them to a cafe with a group of us, just say, and in rugby teams, we're always in groups. And we would try for a little bit to like translate for them, but then we're like, okay, they're good now, eh? Yeah, and, and then you we just, just leave them to the side. And then we just chat and we leave them to the side. <laughs> and you just get so them head nods. I was that guy on the side yeah. for like six months, bro. I didn't understand a word. And you know I love to talk. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so really, it was really hard, bro. Anyway, just got me out of my comfort zone, eh? And then that's when I realized, oh my gosh, okay, I'm never going to enjoy this unless I embrace this. And that's when I just like started to invite myself along to everything. Like, are oh, you guys going to the beach? Uh, can I come? And um, and that's when I just started to ask and ask and ask. How do you say this? How do you say that? How do you say this? And uh, it's funny, eh? Like, that's how I learned Italian, bro. No lessons, just... How do you say this? How do you say that? Just asking. There was like one or two guys on my team who spoke pretty good English. And so I just, just took them out for coffee once a week and just asked and asked, yeah. That's cool, man. Sandonar. Sandonar rugby. Sandonar, bro. It holds a special place in my heart. And I went back there, bro. Yeah, I went back there in January, mate. It's oh. unbelievable. Like, you see all the boys? Yeah, wow. A lot of them have moved on. All right, but like some of the key guys were still there, bro. There's this guy there, bro. I've told him. I've told you about him before, Bogdan. The bro. South African guy? No, bro. He's Romanian. He's still oh. there. Yeah, I Bogdan, know that guy. bro. Legend. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> Bogdan. Go. This was my this. So, so when I arrived in Sandona, small Italian town, sixty thousand people was the population. Um, bro, they love their footy. The whole town turns out on a Sunday they play, Sunday afternoon, to watch Sandona play. And there's heaps of rivals. It's like it's, Italian rugby's crazy. And um, first of all, the referees don't know what they're doing over there. Anyway, <laughs> nah, but uh, there was this guy called Bogdan, and he's like, bro, I love him, mate. Like, he just he talks like this, bro. Hey, bro, you come to the gym? We train together, eh? <laughs> you, me, hey, we lift the weights, hey. I teach you how to train like Romanian do, eh? So he's like, Bogdan's a man. Anyway, like, one of our first, like, I think first or second game. So in Italy, bro, um, in the changing room, everyone just showers naked. So right. as soon as I, it's not quite like that in New Zealand. Like some, some people do, some people wear their undies. Um, yeah. Anyway, I get to Italy, it's like, okay, this is how we roll here. <laughs> Sweet. Off they come. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just like, it's going to sound weird, but I got naked, had a shower, put my towel on, went back to my seat. There's an English guy on my team called Matty Cornwell. And he was like kind of, you know, in my first couple of games, he was looking out for me. And I was chatting to Matty Cornwell and Bogdan walks over. We're all in our towels. <laughs> and he's you like, only just met him sort of, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I just kind of know him. Like he's like that Romanian guy on the team. Comes over, he's like, oh man, hey, I haven't seen your, you know. I was, so, sorry? He's looking down at me. He's like, I have... I, Show me your, you know, and I don't know why, bro. I've told you the story, but it's funny. I love it. I don't know why to this day, bro. Like, I'm new to this country. I don't know what I'm thinking, bro. I just open up my towel, bro. Like, it just felt like I had no choice. (laughs) But wait, but that's the thing. Anyway, he's still there. He's still there. (laughs) Anyway, side note, that's Bogdan. But but that's the thing about culture. You know, there's things that, that wouldn't bat an eyelid over there doing mm. that but mm. over here that's weird as anything yeah I that's weird it's kind of weird bro that's weird eh? yeah it's real weird but one thing i want to ask you and want to touch on is did anything in you in you kind of shift when you came back to new zealand mm. just in your thinking in the way you looked at the world oh, in the bro. way i reckon i changed so much in atelier bro like that would have to be a whole nother hour in the podcast but like long story short like the italian once i started to embrace that journey and that opportunity over there, bro, the Italians taught me so much, eh? Yes, they pissed me off hard out, but they taught me a lot as well. So I come back, I'm a much more, I I don't know, I just suppose I'm I'm just a different person. 
I've, and uh, I feel like so much has changed in my world. You know, I've met all these amazing people, people that believe different things than me, people that um, walk life differently than me, and they've rubbed off on me. You know, and um, and so I come back to New Zealand, and nothing's changed. Yeah, and I think we're all the same. Yeah, bro. And I think this happens for lots of people that do an OE or anything like that. You come back, bro, and family's the same. No one really missed you that much. <laughs> Honestly, bro. Especially if it's old Presto. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, bro. And oh, then, he's back. <laughs> and then, and then, like, one of the hardest things was, like, some of my best mates in the whole world being like, bro, like, you're different, man. And then going, yeah, shoot, I'm different. Like, is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And then going, you know what? Fuck it, I'm different. <laughs> yeah. Like, deal with it. Like, yeah. I've been... On this crazy journey and two years away from home, bro. Like you've kind of done it Fongamata, Auckland. Yeah. Like big, two big years change. away from home feels like, you know, four years. So But like you become a lot like the people you hang out with. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. for example, I didn't talk the way I, I talk when I before I met you and the boys in the flat. And now I say, Oh bro, oh yeah, what up, bro? Yeah, sure. But, but it's but you you kind of yeah, you pick and up. And everything things. like that has come from someone. Like mm. we're all just rubbing off on each other, bro. What's an original one from you, bro? I don't have many, bro. Like everything I say, to be honest, is I'm popping. a mimic, bro. Everything mimic. I say, it's like stolen from somewhere. Right? Like oi oi, is genuinely my brother Matty P. He like left. He's 12 years older than me. He left New Zealand when I was 12, I think, and uh, and then I didn't see him again until I was 22, and then I went and saw him in London. We go he, we go straight to the pub. Legend, Matty P's a legend, by the way. Matty P, straight to the pub. Matty P. And we grab a Guinness and, uh, you know, like, just like the movies, bro, this guy walks in, boom. Oi, oi. And you see all the boys, eh? Like, oi, oi. That's bro, from then on, bro. That's when I, that's No like way. Yeah, Little Brennan vibes. <laughs> yeah, bro, legit, bro. Wait, because, te- can we talk about Matty P? Matty can P, we bro. talk? So, a lot of people are listening to this. Um, and what I love about this podcast, Presto, is that it's just people chatting, doing what they do, whatever, mm. right? I wouldn't have started this if it wasn't for Maddie P and Prezo TV. Mm. Okay, we tried to we tried to start this podcast with that, but it failed epically. Mm. <laughs> but Maddie P is such a special dude, and I think I noticed you talk a lot like him. So Maddie P is your brother. He starts this thing called Prezo TV. Yeah, bro. And I get the invite. Yeah, hence bro. why you're the perfect guy for it. Eh? You reckon? <laughs> what what makes me the perfect guy for it? Oh, bro, what you're doing right now, like you're just natural on the microphone, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. But hey, took a lot of time and I think church and stuff gave me that confidence to speak. Mm. I used to be a mute, bro. Nah, I don't believe that for one second. Okay, bro. not a mute. I was Captain int- of the Fongamata basketball team. <laughs> 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 How many times have you told me that? Eh? Oh, hey. Bro, that, uh, Did I tell you I was the captain of that? Well, that's all I've got, bro. That's all I've got <laughs> on my resume. Bro, Matty P. So yeah. it's a cool story, bro, because so like you can cut this out later if you want, but I've got a, I got a kind of a staggered family. So it's like... My dad had a, a first wife, had two kids. One of those kids was Maddie P. Then, you know, that ended. He met my mom and had my two older sisters and me. And then that ended and then my mom had another marriage and she had my little brother, Mork. So there's like six kids across three different marriages, but we're all like, we all consider each other siblings. Anyway, Maddie left when I was real young. He went on an OE to London. Oh, mate, I'll be back in a year. <laughs> mate, 12 years later. Anyway, um, so then, like, we honestly lost touch. I didn't talk at all. Like, nah, no Facebook, no WhatsApp, nothing. And uh, until I'm 22 and I signed this contract in Italy, and I think, oh, might let my, my distant brother know. I'm coming to his side of the world. Yeah. So I somehow he's got, in Romania. Oh, at the time he was living in London. Oh, was so, he? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he'd been in London for like 10, 12 years. So I got in touch with him and was like, bro, I'm coming. And it was just amazing, bro. He was like so excited. Haven't heard from the guy in so long. And he's like, so excited. Let me know as soon as you have any time off and you're coming to London. And he bought me a ticket. He like bought everything. Wouldn't let me pay for anything. Anyway, bro. So I get this little like Ryanair flight from Treviso, Italy to Stansted, London, which is like, there's three airports in London. Stansted's like way out the back. And bro, I'm thinking, how's this going to go? Like, how is like... Were you nervous to like I was nervous, bro. I was like, who is this guy? Like, I've, I, last time I saw him, I was young, bro. 
real young. How many, what's the age difference? It's like I'm pretty what, sure 10? we're 12 years apart. 12. And I think I got it wrong before. I think he left when I was nine. Right. So I think he left when he was 21. So, yeah, so it's been ages. I always looked up to him as a kid and whatnot. Long story short, bro, get off the plane, a bit nervous to meet this guy. And then you see a smile from ages away. He's just a older, better looking version of myself. Uh, arms open wide, big hug. And then, bro, the weirdest thing, eh? We didn't grow up together, different homes completely. But we're so like, um, we've got similar laughs and similar mannerisms. He kind of looks a little bit like me, like an older, skinnier version. And, and we just got along like fire, bro. Mm. And we've been like, I wouldn't say like, yes, we're brothers, but we just became really, really good mates, bro. We talked, when I was living in Europe, talked with maddie every day one thing so. that you and maddie have in common oh, i i've people don't know maddie yet he'll get on this we'll get him on the show bro mm. get him on the podcast um but you guys talk the same all that stuff but one thing you both have in common is accepting people right because i mean me moving up to auckland boom into the flat you know i was like i was one of the crew maddie i'm in this we're in this Prezo tv thing where we've basically it's a whatsapp with me you your brother-in-law Maddie, your brother, and this other guy from South Africa, uh, MJ, Romanian, in Romania, <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, not a Romanian, Kiwi in Romania, it's three Kiwis and a South African. It's so bro, weird. The story behind Prezo TV, bro, is, it's like, so it actually started, bro, so I'm living in Italy, <laughs> and Maddie's living in London, and we wanted to do this, bro. We wanted to do what you've done. We wanted to start a podcast, but we, like, us idiots, we didn't know how to do it when... We were in different countries. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> yeah. know how to like do it via Skype, via Zoom. And yeah. I still don't know. Bro. I don't know how to work it Neither out. I, bro. But anyway, he um, we actually looked into it. Like Maddie was looking at mics and stuff. And long story short, it, it all started because we just like chewing the fat on sport. And we just like yarning about sport. And, and then, you know, Maddie introduced me via WhatsApp. I've never met this guy. To MJ, who lives in South Africa, who used to be Maddie's, you know, um, flatmate in london like it's all connected somehow you know and long story short before we know it we've got like five or six guys on this prezo tv chat and these guys like on whatsapp you know there's a little button and you can record so prezo tv is literally like this group on whatsapp where one at a time guys will go yeah g'day maddie p just uh checking in with the prezo tv family reporting live from romania (laughs) (laughs) you know and he'll be like well, we're just talking All Blacks versus Scotland on the weekend, blah, blah, blah. What did you boys think? You know, and so it's just a bunch of these wannabe commentators. That's all we are, right? Wannabe commentators. Yeah, long story short. <laughs> but as soon as I met you, bro, I just knew straight away. I was like, perfect. <laughs> we've got a young This is the young, young intern we've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> this is the apprentice we needed. Yeah, bro. Well, that's, I love it. And I think I wouldn't have, I suppose, the, oh, not courage. What's the word? Just the like, oh, I'm just going to do a podcast kind of thing because I've always wanted to do this mm. but I feel like getting that practice with Prezo TV like one of my groups the people that are listening to this will know I accidentally send Prezo TV snippets to the wrong crowd because <laughs> like WhatsApp's like my church I'm a youth leader there and we've got all these um, like chats for things and one mm. of them was a WhatsApp and I remember thinking it was Prezo TV and I recorded I think I was talking about Sean Johnson in the weekend Classic. I was like Sean Johnson breaks the line again. and then I was like what do you guys think and then all I've got my mates going what? what and like just cracking up at me but it's evolved from yeah so in the weekend we've got all blacks versus Scotland da 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 it evolved to well we've got Liz on our Twitter feed asking <laughs> us uh, what do you guys think about <laughs> you know what I mean yeah 100% it's just a bunch of sports nerds chewing the fat and we want to be commentators, but bro, to be honest, perfect training ground for you, eh? Mm. Because look at what you're doing now, bro. And bro, you should have Matty P on this show one day because he's a crack up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited. And obviously, um, obviously, maybe we can get him over here and um, everyone else listening to this can uh, <laughs> can hear the gold. To be honest, bro, sitting here with you doing this, it makes me think, bro, what are you doing teaching, brother? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I say the same thing to Matty A. Like, like people probably say so sick of hearing this guy, Matty P. A. But long story short, like, you guys are talented, man. Like, you got the gift of the gab. Like, you got to be on the radio somehow, brothers. Mm. Maybe yeah. this will lead to that, but you know. Well, if anybody's listening that uh, has some hookups, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Hey, I want to dive into something really interesting. Mm. You come back, 
Like, this is a bit of an all over the show podcast, but do you know what? That's what a conversation is. Mm. The art of just talking, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got that from someone else, eh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing's original, bro. Wait, I think this is original. Skucks. Oh, pfft. I think I came up oh, with that. Oh, did that originate in Whangamata? Well, Whangamata. Can I just say, people bag me for some of the language I use up here, like... Oh, bro, that's pretty skucks, eh? Skuckules. Yeah, bro. People don't apparently say that. They say, hey, dude. Oh, bro. The thing is, bro, it's not that it's like skucks. It's that then you're I'm always that. about four years too late. <laughs> like, I remember the story, bro. And we're all in the car. Like, we're like driving along somewhere and a bunch of the flatties. I can't remember who was there, but there's probably four of us. As, was I here? As this... You were in there and oh, you were like, oi, fellas. Oi, guess what? <laughs> and this is like... Only like two or three years ago. And you're like, guess what? There's an app now. And if you hold down the button and it's there's a song playing, it'll tell you what the name of the song is. And we just all look at each other and we're like, is that right, Brad? What's it called, bro? And you're like, it's called Shazam. It's amazing. <laughs> bro, this is revolutionary, bro. Long story short, bro. You're just four years late uh, always, mate. Hey, what about the time? Do, I don't know if you were there, but... I think one of my other our other flatmates convinced me that if you hum the song, yeah, that was me. That was you, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You're like you're like trying to like work out the name of some song, eh? yeah. And then I was like, bro, um, Bradis, if you hum it into Shazam, you, I, it'll it'll tell you what song it is, bro. We got to get this video for for people, eh? I've still got it though. Yeah, you sitting there going, and then into Shazam, trying to work out the name of the song. I want to talk about, you know, you're 20, what, 30 now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm you? done. <laughs> Great <ya>. podcast team. <laughs> hey, what are you, 28? Yeah, I'm 28, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Bro, that's like old man. Eh? Halfway to 56. Hey, bro. I'm a homeowner. Yeah, congrats, Seriously. man. Thanks, man. But we won't dive into that, but... Yeah, we won't dive into just that, just but by respect, the time okay? this gets... To 28, homeowner, okay? Engaged. Yeah, no, well yeah. done, man. Congratulations. Thanks, man. <laughs> now, let's talk about you come home, playing rugby, you get injured. And I think the lessons people will pick up through this, p- people can take what they want, right? Mm. I mean, mindset, confidence, um, adapting to change, all of that stuff, right? But you you, you start realising rugby might not be, like a still, bro, who knows, bro? I mean, you could still, you could be playing for the Chiefs next year. Who knows, right? Mm. But you start a painting business. Yeah, well, bro, I don't want to like skim over it and be like, oh, you should learn from me because the truth is, and you were close enough to me at the time to know that, bro, I really struggled through all of that, bro. And then you said it before, like, you used to be happy-go-lucky every day and then you could tell something was off. And Well, let's go back there for one second. Yeah. How did you get through it? And what what would you say to people? Because <clears throat> the, the other part of this whole thing is people listening in it can actually maybe take some stuff away. Bro, I don't what know. What would you say to I, people? Honestly, bro, I don't know if anyone could learn anything, like... I just got through it just like by the skin of my teeth, bro. And if anything, it just showed me to um, respect everyone and just know you just don't know what's going on under the hood, you know? Like, I wouldn't say I I did well through it. Like, bro, not everyone knows this, bro. I broke up with Mihi. Oh, I tried to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I was was, like depressed. You know, I was down. But the weirdest thing is, is like, this is a big topic to jump into, but depression like it probably looks different for every single person. But for me, I woke up every single day like, nah, I'm going to smash it today. You know what? Today, today's my day. Today, I am I was up early in the car, off to the gym to get better, to rehab, to get better. But it's the days on days on days of not getting better. And But bro, I'd wake up every morning the same, bro. Feeling mm-hmm. good. Let's get, let's get it. It would be painful to get out of bed, but I'm going to get better today. But by the end of the day, I was gone. Yeah. Mentally gone, broken, broken man, sitting on the couch, and you know my missus will come around and, oh, you know let's let's go and do this, and I don't want to do this, I don't want to do nothing, mm. I'm sore, I'm so it will hurt me to get up off the couch, you know, not just physically, yeah, and um, yeah, bro, I hope I don't get emotional on the podcast, bro, <laughs> that's okay, bro, <laughs> but yeah, so like, bro, it got to this point where it's like, like I think I was getting to the point where it's like I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want to let any of my, like a big reason why you play rugby, a big reason why you go for that degree, whatever you choose to pursue in life is to make your family proud, make your friends proud, whatever you do, you know, I don't want to let, eh? I don't want to let anyone down, bro. 
so you know i tried to push everyone away so i'd push mihi away and um yeah she's a hard girl to break up with there mihi teria she's my uh fiance now but um yeah awesome, she awesome girl she just like yeah she was good man she was like i don't know what i would have done without her bro she um she just wouldn't give up on me eh? basically is the long story short she wouldn't give up um i tried to push her away she's like nah let me let me try and be a support for you through this time mm. and um yeah i wouldn't bro, i wouldn't have uh i wouldn't have done as well as i did without her but i think uh the truth is i just stumbled my way through it bro and um look it's not one of those stories where you're like oh and then now he's back now he's back back in action yeah and that's a huge success story now nah, bro Doesn't it, it hurt be. me for a long time like uh, i went back and played like i went straight back as soon as I had finished my rehab, I wasn't quite feeling 100%, but I was like, you know, in rugby, it's a ruthless business, bro. Like, if you're not ready to go, someone's going to come and take your spot. And we all know that, and we we all live by that. So I knew I've been out for six months. It's time. i got to see if I can play. And so I threw myself back into the 20... It must have been the 2018 North Harbour rugby season, and I wasn't quite the same player, bro. I couldn't hit as hard. I couldn't run as fast, you know, I just couldn't go sideways because the groin, you know, like mm. that's all your changing of direction. And Yeah, bro, I didn't, it's not one of those success stories where I beat the injury and came back better. You know, if anything, um, I just learned to be humbled. Um, I thought I was indestructible and I'm not. And uh, But I suppose... The cool thing is, is like there's so much more to life than whatever you're doing. Like whether it's rugby, whether it's photography, whether it's music, whatever you're doing, there's always more to life than that. And I've been diving into some of my other interests, you know. I thought I'd play rugby till I was 40, bro. I was like so <laughs> cocky, eh? I was like, yeah. oh, like. <laughs> we used to sit down and plan your career out, remember? <laughs> and like in every rugby team, there's like a personal development manager. So they, basically rugby players have terrible statistics, bro. Like it's it's actually serious. We shouldn't laugh about it. But <laughs> but like rugby players, like I think it's like 90% of rugby players earn nothing in their first six months post-retirement. Post-retirement. Wow. There's really? other ones like massive statistic of depression and everything because they lose that purpose in their life. Yeah. Anyway, that's the reason why we have personal development managers. So they make sure that Every rugby player playing professionally in New Zealand, and it's, it's it exists in other countries as well, has something going on on the side. So a lot of guys are doing like apprenticeships, um, um, doing degrees, a lot of guys are doing this. I would meet with the personal development manager. <laughs> They'd be like, Glenn, what are you going to go on the side? And like, what are you working on? I'd be like, oh, no, no, got a sus day. So I'm going to play till I'm 40, <laughs> save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, then I'm going to invest that and I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> like that was my plan, bro. Yeah, and then I suppose that's maybe maybe that's like why um, I got hit with the injuries. Maybe that's just like the way life works out, you know. Yeah. But I can't remember the question. Well, you've started Presto painting from that. Yeah, bro. Well, so you did get something going. Yeah, and it's cool, bro. I definitely don't love painting, but oh, really? I really have learned that I love business, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love business. What do you like? What What is it about business? It's what, the same thing, like. Competing on the rugby field, competing for that spot, competing That's, to yeah. win that game, it's the same thing in business. Now, let me just say I'm a complete rookie business owner. I started this thing um, last year with my brothers, um, my um, brother-in-law, Chappie. He actually had the the initial idea. And my brother, Morgs, who's my younger brother, he um, he's a really, really good painter. And actually, no one really knows this, but before I was playing rugby, for the last nine years, I did a bit of painting too. So we all got together and we put together a painting business. And uh, obviously my gift is uh, going and talking. Yeah, the gift of the gap. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I go, I go get the sales. Uh, my brother does most of the painting, but I help him out. And Chappie, well, Chappie uh, doesn't really do that much anymore. But, <laughs> but Chappie was the guy. He, he was the initial ideas <laughs> the initial ideas man yeah but i love competing because i'm the talker i love going out i know that they're going to see five or six different companies and i love competing like we're we're the ones you go with you know and it's not just about price i tell you right now we're not the cheapest but i know that we 
we won't leave until you're absolutely stoked. With look at me plugging my company. Yeah, I know. Presto painting and decorating, everybody. <laughs> we won't leave until you are absolutely stoked with your finish. But yeah, we'll just, I'll just cut that bit out. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I just like competing, bro. And I don't reckon I'm gonna be. I don't reckon I'm gonna do this forever, bro. Like I reckon Presto painting and decorating eventually he doesn't know this, but I wanna hand it over to my brother when he's old enough and when he's ready to run the the account and the business side of things. Yeah. And I wanna move on to other stuff because there's so many other things I want to do, bro. Would you go into business with me, bro? Never. <laughs> they they don't call him Bradley build ups for no <laughs> reason. <laughs> bro, I'd be like waiting at the business table, bro. Where's Bradders? Hey, I love you, mate. But actually, you know what? Give you like five or six more years of life experience. But you could pack that in. I tell you what, I tell you what. I've managed to escape three chapters of this podcast without getting cool build ups, but it's finally crap. Bro, barely build ups, bro. Do you not know? I can't even believe you're here tonight when I turn up. <laughs> and it's in my own house. I know. Uh, how good's how good's it been out of lockdown and been able to hang out? Um, bro, I I think What sort of business would you run, Bradis? Do you know, I never wanted to do business, ever. Yeah. Like, if, like uh, to be honest, I wanted to play football when I grew up. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to act. Really? Yeah, I wanted to act, bro. And I wanted to be on radio. And then I got into teaching, love teaching. But ever since, even like you started a business, my, a good friend of mine, Jesse, and he'll be on the, we'll get him on the show. He started a vintage business, clothing vintage, and I don't want to do any injustice. I'm a I, big fan. Yeah, so am I. Spanky's vintage. Go check it out. Uh, there's a little plug. But, um... But he started it, bro, and they're on a website now. But they've gone from November to now, three thousand followers. I hope that's right. But yeah, that's outrageous. Outrageous, and they're making a, a lot of money. I actually I think. bought something off him the other day. Did you? Yeah, bro. Ooh. Um, do you know what I mean? And that people, friends of mine, starting businesses got me interested. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do though. Yeah, you'd have to do something with this, I think. Something with your um, voice because you don't have much else. I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, just may as well hide. You'll be that one, eh? Hey, they'll be like, uh, hey, Bradley, you're the voice behind the podcast. Um, we were wondering if we could do a photo shoot. Like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> just the voice. <laughs> oh, well, you should be like that guy that owns Bitcoin. Like everyone knows who your, your name, but no one's ever seen you. Like Banksy, the uh, painter. Yeah, like Banksy. Yeah. Bogsy. Yeah, Bogsy. Yeah, because hey, let's um, be honest, bro. Like, you know I love you, but you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, pe- people that don't know our relationship are probably thinking, what a savage. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> 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 um, bro, like, before we land the plane, you know, if you know what I'm saying. Bro, this plane's just taking off, brother. Yeah. Well, bro, the three and a bit series, by the time this comes out, episode one, it's already yeah. out. But before we land this plane... Mm. About, you know, summing up everything we've talked about, bro, what would you, if I, if I gave you, you were prime minister for a day, mm. you had the podium, mm-hmm. cameras on you, you know what I'm saying? And you had a message to tell people about the things you've done and learned. Would you, is there any like golden ticket that you like would say, this is what you got to know? <laughs> what, <laughs> like, like me teaching people something? Yeah. So like, for example, say you learned, I don't uh, know. I reckon... What's just give us a bit of a parting wisdom, bro? Look, first of all, um, never would I be the prime minister because Auntie Cindy is doing a great job. Auntie Cindy, yeah, big ups to Auntie Cindy. But um, nah, bro, if 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 someone really wanted like like advice on life from me, I would just be like, bro, I just love people. Eh? Like wherever you go in the world. Whatever you do, like, there's actually more good people in the world than there is bad. A lot more good people. And whatever you believe, whatever you, you know, like, go about the way you kind of, like, live your life, just accept and love people, bro. And that's, that's that would be my advice. That's good advice. And be like water. Yeah? Be like water, bro. Be like water. I'm not a yogi, but be like water. Don't force be- anything. Just let it flow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Are you going <laughs> to... Drop the mic. mic drop <laughs> just oh, let it flow bro let it flow well bro this is this has definitely been a flowing conversation i don't know if it's been a peaceful lake or a torrent of <laughs> rapids <laughs> but um bro always a pleasure three and a bit series volume one came out last week people uh know who you are now for sure but uh appreciate you jumping on appreciate the gold appreciate the honesty 
you know, you got a bit, you got a bit honest there, bro. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening with the rugby. It's not over yet, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening with the painting, bro. So. I'm going to be honest. If anyone's made it this far, we just want to apologize <laughs> yeah. for wasting your time. People have, people have either made it this far or they've skipped to the end and heard this bit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're over. Yeah, this is um, chapter one of many with Presto and Bradders. Peace out. A-Town. Well, guys, thanks for jumping in on Chapter 4, the deep dive with Presto. Definitely a bit of an interesting one. A few curveballs in there, but uh, lots to take away. Such an interesting dude, and um, you're going to be hearing plenty of his voice on the 3 and a Bit series. Uh, coming out every second week alongside our chapters, and we've got Chapter 5 coming up in a couple weeks' time, and another banger. <laughs> See you there.